This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Outdoor Podcast, probably presented by Six Hour and created by Bowhunter Planet. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to the BHP Outdoor Podcast. It is myself, Tim Mazarana, along with the lovely, beautiful co-host, David Thomas. Um, we are excited. We get to talk to, I, we had a really good conversation last time you are on, and I, I can't wait to uh, kind of rehash some of the stuff that we talked about. But Ricky, from, uh, well, you know, you're from a lot. You got a lot going on. You guys do a lot of different products and stuff, but Vapor, Vapor Trail, Stoker Eyes, we're going to get into everything that you guys do. But Ricky, how's it going, yeah. man? Awesome. It's going really good. Good. Uh, just, you know, just coming out of the show season now and just getting ramped up for uh, the busy season where we just get inundated with bowstring orders. And um, right now we're just getting geared up and make sure that we're ready for the onslaught. So that's what we got going on right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, let, let's start there. I mean, we you guys have a lot of different products that you offer, a lot of great products that you offer at that. Mm-hmm. Um, give us a rundown of like the different product categories and then we'll kind of dig in from there. So the main product categories that we have right now, we started out building bowstrings in 1993. We're going on our 30 year anniversary. So uh, VTX bowstrings is a proprietary material that only we have. Um, So that is where that's what got our start. Uh, Then 2005, we developed the limb driven arrow rest for the originators of limb driven technology. And then now just recently here in 2021, we purchased Stokerized stabilizers. So those are our three main lines. Awesome, man. Um, out of that, so let's talk about that that bowstring first. So walk us through the technology behind that bowstring because I know it is very um, it is very innovative. Yeah, so you know back in the day when Jared Fondy was the founder of the company, uh, he was wasn't happy with the current materials that were on the market, so he worked closely with Brownell, and they developed a specific blend of Vectran and Dyneema uh, that holds up better in varying weather conditions. And now over the years, as the, as the materials have gotten better and have, have been improved, um, you know, we've upgraded that slightly. Uh, we now have BC wise manufacturing that material for us. And, uh, it just, it's withstood the test of time. We've been using it, like I said, for the better part of, well, gosh, I don't know, probably 25 years or so now, uh, we didn't use it initially when Jared first started building, and we just, you know, we've got millions of customers that I can attest to its stability uh, and how well it holds up in those varying weather conditions. Awesome, man. Um, and it's not just compound. You have a whole lineup for recurve and crossbow and really everything you need a string for except for a violin, right? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, we, you know, we don't use the VTX for uh, some of those other uh styles of bows um just because right. they would they wouldn't be able to hold up but yeah we use the standard materials dynaflight 97 on you know uh recurves along with dacron and then uh we use dynaflight 97 on crossbow strings we build a ton of crossbow strings right now um and especially come you know at later on in the fall and like in december we get hit hard with crossbow strings so um we do a ton of that so from the from the consumer side, so just walk me through this. Pretend like I'm stupid. It's not really hard to pretend that. Um, but from the consumer side, I want to replace my bow strings. Okay, whether that's compound, crossbow, or whatever, mm-hmm. I can't do that myself, right? So what am I doing? Am I going to your website? Am I buying it there and then taking it to my dealer, or can I order it through my dealer? Or do you have a lot of dealers that carry it just in stock, or how does that work? Well, you can do it both ways. Uh, we uh, we typically recommend that if you have a local dealer to go to the local dealer, uh, they'll usually bundle in the installation along with the cost of the strings and cables. So that'll typically save you a little bit of money. Uh, we do have some customers that live fairly remote. They may not have a local pro shop that they can get to quickly and easily. And a lot of those guys do their own work anyways. So then that's why we offer the service where you can go onto our website you can purchase them there and then you can bring them into the dealer. Typically they may um, charge you just a little bit more for the install because they're not getting 
uh, the margin from the bowstring set. That's why we like to try to take care of our dealers by pushing customers in that direction. But we do offer both ways. Uh, and we also have a dealer portal on our website too. So for all you dealers out there that are listening, um, we have a, a an option where you go onto our website and you can purchase the bowstrings through our customizer at dealer cost. Awesome. Nice. And um, let's talk about time replacement, right? So let, let's say I go out there I, and, and I'm going to ask a question. I already know the answer to, but let's say I go out there, I buy a new bow um, doesn't come with, with your, your customized strings, but I, you know, how, how long would I be waiting to replace that? And I know you're going to say day two, right? Day two, you don't have, you don't have one of our strings on there. You're going to get it. You're, you're going to want to replace it. But how long does a typical OEM string last? And that is that similar to your VTX string or what, what's the length of time there that, that you would look at replacing strings on? Well, you know, nowadays, and to, to your point, what you're saying is oftentimes we're, we got guys ordering sets of strings and cables before the bow is even released. I can so, imagine. Yeah. Um, so if that speaks anything, you know, OEM strings are, it's, it's not that they're bad, but most of them are mass produced. They're, they're produced in, you know, massive quantities. So the quality, the same quality may not be there. And so uh, typically what I, what I often tell customers is if you want to get a custom set of strings and cables on your boat, it's always a good idea to, to break in the set that you have that comes with it get a peep tied in there, get everything on it, get it all timed and tuned up and everything like that. Shoot it for a month or so, and then put a new set on. Now you've got that backup set that you can keep aside. It's all broken in. It's ready to go. So if you do happen to have some sort of mishap out in the field, uh, then you've got a set that's broken in and ready to go to put on your bow. So that's why I love talking to you. That's actually a great idea. And that's a great way to look at it is, you know, you, you, you have your main string, um, you know, you're going to put on, you're going to put on the, the, the string set that we're going to order from you, but just in case something happens, I have that backup one that I already paid for that came on my boat. Right. That, that's a great idea. Right. And is that's there... what we, that's what we do often here in our own pro shop as well as, you know, if we put a new set on, um, it, it doesn't take a lot to convince a customer to buy a new peep where we'll just leave their peep in the old string as, as it is, we'll fold it up, bag it up, you know, paper clip it and everything so that nothing changes with it. And then we'll set up their new bow. Now that way, if something again happens and they need to put that, uh, the old string on their bow, the peep is already where it needs to be. It's already tied in every, you got a D loop on it. It's ready to go. You're going to be able to tune it fairly quickly and get yourself back out there. So that's, that's typically what we, we talk. Is, to our customers. So if, if a consumer says, you know, I really, I want to uh, get new strings. Can they, is it is it a possibility to ship you the bow to have it done? It it is. It's not too common, uh, but we have we have had plenty of people do that in the past. Usually, I feel like this customization idea uh, is 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 not just it's not just big in uh, is it's big in a lot of things. Okay, so like archery is just one aspect of this, but there's you know. Tim's a good example. He gets custom shoes made, you know, like for custom covers, baby. Sweet, you know, and like I, <laughs> and so like to me, it's like it's not uncommon to want something that's a little bit your own and unique. Um, and I would think like if I was setting up my bow, I definitely want the colors to match, you know, however I want to go with it. It's actually interesting because there's a person on TikTok or Instagram who's been IMing me. I think it was TikTok. And um, one of the guys that IM me, they do custom arrows, which was cool. They did some custom arrows for us. They look cool. You know, they have your own, a BHP wrap and it was really nice. But another cool. guy does customize the whole bow, like, and not maybe not the strings. I mean, he probably orders them from someone like yourself, but like the cams, he takes them off and he dips them and they put like SpongeBob on there and stuff. It's sweet. Like, it's almost like the shoes, like, like Kyrie's or something for Nike instead he does that with the bow so every aspect of the bow is like you know tricks or fruit loops or whatever you want it to be which is so <laughs> cool you know and you pair that up that idea with tricks. your strings that match that idea whether it's pink and blue or pink and purple or yellow or whatever I just love that idea you know just full customized like candy land type idea <laughs> I, I can't get off this tricks comment that you made. You just totally aged yourself there. Tricks are for kids, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't seen tricks in probably two 90s. decades though. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Um, but, but you, you actually, I mean, I, I'm just thinking more about what you said and um, you know, I'm a crossbow guy. Right. 
and and a lot of people that I know they shoot crossbow, they like crossbow. And I don't know how many times I'm driving up to hunt camp talking to guys that have already been there maybe for a day or two. And they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so had to go run three hours away because they broke their crossbow string and the shop, you know, that, that was down the road, didn't carry it, didn't have it. So, um, you know, having that spare crossbow, because I think that that's, and you know, obviously you want to take it to a dealer, make sure you didn't break any limbs or crack anything or anything like that. Mm. But having a backup, no matter what is, is really important. Um, so buy yourself too. Why, why, yeah. why have the OEM buy yourself too? you know, switch it out. But um, yeah, it happens, I think, more often than than what people realize in regards to, to string breaks, especially on that OEM stuff and especially on crossbows because of the, the amount of kinetic energy going through those things. Especially on crossbows. Uh, one of the other things, too, that a lot of people don't realize is that certain bows require a specific knock and mm-hmm. they might buy the wrong one and then the string yep. doesn't, you know, it skips under the, the bolt or over it or, you know, something happens there where it doesn't it doesn't push the arrow the way that it should. And then boom. Um, and Tim did most, that. Of the, most of the time, I mean, yeah, was my fault. if there, yeah, if there's anything, like you said, especially crossbows, they have a tendency to want to go boom. If yeah. you're, you're not careful. Let's talk about rest. Strings are fun, but this rest is unbelievable. <laughs> um, so one of the things I noticed, and this is, uh, is this the gen eight? Is that you guys, is this the name you guys use for it? Gen eight? The Back gen, in, the gen integrate. Gen integrate. There you go. So anyway, with this rest, <clears throat> so I watched the vi- your videos on how to install it. It was very easy to install, a lot easier than I thought it'd be. And I was nervous about it. I'm not gonna lie. This is the one yeah. of the first limb driven systems I've ever tried. Mm-hmm. So when you guys sent it to me, I was like, man, I don't know if I need to take it in. I don't know if I can do this. You know, I was like nervous about it. And then I started watching the video. I'm like, wow, it looks pretty simple. And then I put it on. I was like, wow, that was really easy. Like that was way easier than I thought it was going to be even down to the knot that you're supposed to yeah. use. But yeah. what I noticed most about this rest, and I say it a lot in the, in the lives when I do TikTok lives and stuff is how quiet the system is. Like you don't hear anything. It's actually quieter than the whisker biscuit, which is, you know, cause the whiskers are moving. This is actually quieter. It's literally the quietest thing um, that I've used. I think, honestly, it's quieter than anyone I've ever used, but man, so cool and how it integrates to this bow or any bow i guess that has that i mean th- will this fit other bows like this that have this uh type of uh mount yeah anything that has the integrated mounting system rail machined into the bow so both of the major brands have it now you've got um started out with matthews then hoyt um, bowtech psc even some of the you know some of the I don't know. I, I'm not sure the right terminology to use for some of the other bow companies, but like Athens is doing it now. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, there's a couple other companies that I don't know if I have the liberty to say, but will be getting it put on their bows for next year. So it's really starting to take off. It's a super simple way to install the rest. It's going to square it up to the to the riser perfectly every time. And it's just, it's rock solid. So it's, it's a great system. We're happy to be able to... Uh, you know, utilize that technology. We've wanted to use it for a while, but QAD has the patent and they've had, they've been kind of strategically rolling those out. Uh, and finally they reached out and said, Hey, we want to give you licensing agreement. And we got on it immediately. We already had some designs ready to go and just in case we got that call. And so as soon as we got it, we, we went with it. And then in discussions about, Hey, what should we call it? And all that kind of stuff. And we have our gen seven rest. So then we were like, okay, gen integrate. It's an integrated mounting system. It's our yeah. eighth, uh, iteration of the arrow rest. And then it's like G I eight. So then we were thinking about G I Joe, cause this is our generation, right. For G I Joe. So that's tricks and GI Joe. Yep. I get it. I love yep. the packaging of the GI Joe. It's so cool. Yeah. And so Converse. We covered that one too. Yeah. So that's what <laughs> led us to the, to the marketing campaign and the, and the packaging uh, associated with GI Joe. So yeah. these, so these, so this, this is connected obviously to the integrate system. These, these two holes, what are these called? There's a name for this, right? The burger holes, burger, burger holes. Yeah. Like hamburger. Burger holes. Yeah. B-E-R-G-E-R. Okay. Okay, so do you think do you think these are going to go away at some point? That was what I was going to ask you. Do you think it's going to get to that point where this is literally the way it goes from here on out? I I don't think so. No, um, okay, there's always still going to be. 
as a bow manufacturer, I think you'd, it, it'd be kind of silly to get rid of that. I don't think it takes a lot of extra time or, or machining to make that happen. And I also don't see, you know, unless you're trying to thin up the riser enough to eliminate that. But at that, man, I don't know. At that point, I, I just don't see that being. The yeah. Case. Yeah. I was just curious if you think that'd be more futuristic and, but yeah, so yeah, it works good. Uh, kudos to QAD for allowing other companies to use the patent. That's huge. And, you know, allowing companies to try this. Cause I, like I said, with this set, the way it's set up right here, right now, this is thing is rock solid and yeah. stellar. I mean, this, this rest is really nice. So this rest is available also without this, correct? And the, and what, what would that one be called without the integrate? That's the gen seven and the gen seven X. So that has your standard mounting, mounting bracket that goes to the burger hole. Want this rest, but you don't want to spend that extra money. You could save some money and just use the regular burger holes. If you, yeah. if you want, because most of yeah. these have it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's cool though. Yeah. But it fits great. I agree with the, the, uh, instructions on how to, uh, install it. It's just super simple. And I agree a lot. You're like me, it's so easy. Once it was locked on there, it was literally just moving everything around to fit. It was so easy. So well right. done on that. So Excellent. what, tell us about some other, um, tell us about some other rests that you guys have. So this is like a really high end. What else do you guys have down the line? And, and is it all uh, limb driven? Is there other options? Everything we have is limb driven. Uh, that's what we have always strived on. We originated the technology, as I said. And so that is just, that's the way that we have chosen to go. We found that it's a lot more forgiving. You don't need a bow press really to install it. I'm sure you didn't have to use one when you installed it. Uh, and you can do cable driven without using a press. There's methods to do it, but it's, it's, it's a lot more complicated and, and takes a little bit more finesse, but um, that's uh, yeah. All, all the models that we have uh, they're all limb driven and our original model starts at 99.99, And then they just go up from there, depending on the features that come with it. So when we talk about uh, Hoyt specifically, and we talk about Hoyt's uh, uh, bridge riser and we talk about the new holes they put in that bridge riser for the cable management concept. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Because I, I feel like that's a, a really helpful piece of the pie. Do you, I mean, you guys feel that way, or because what basically they took the riser on the back of the bridge and they added holes in there to go the cable to go through instead of have to go uh, around it or touching it or rubbing it. So they went through it um, mm -hmm. on that VTM thirty one. So I mean, is that like a positive for what this is, or is that better for a cable driven, or is it do doesn't matter in this case? Uh I think it, it definitely has its uses um, depending on the system that you have on the bow or how, you know, whatever, like maybe there's a certain quiver you like to use or something like that. What it's going to do is it's going to kind of hold that cord in, in a position and it, it won't, it's not going to allow it to maybe hook around a, an arrow or something mm -hmm. like that. Full yeah. draw. Cause when you come to full draw, that cord comes slack. Got and it. there is that chance where maybe if there's a gust of wind that pushes the cord when you're at full draw, um, that could happen. The only thing is, is that, there really isn't and any interference in that respect isn't going to affect your point of impact because it's all about ensuring that the rest comes all the way to the up position. So even if something gets in the way and you shoot, as long as that cord comes taut, the arrow rest is going to come down. And as long as yeah. that arrow rest comes down, your arrow is going to fly through. It may slightly change the speed at which the, um, the arm comes down, but usually I have never seen an issue where, you've had like flame, uh, sorry, vein contact or anything like that, that affects the point of impact. So really it's, it's not a big concern. Uh, you know, we have some customers where they've got like the arrow web, the older Matthews, uh, quiver where they're concerned about that. So what we'll have them do is you can just tether that cord to the riser, simply just using a piece of like D loop material or, uh, uh, you know, a piece of string material or oh, something like that. And then that prevents it, you know, as long as it can move through there freely, there's, there's not an issue. And it, it's, it's a little bit of a bandaid. Um, whereas the Hoyt version is probably a little bit more cool and technical, but again, I, it, it's a nice point or a, a nice selling point, I suppose, but not really necessary. Yeah. I mean, it's a simple idea, right? But the concept they have with it is just that it makes sense. They got this bridge. You might as well take advantage of the bridge and do some extra things like that. I mean, I don't know where they came up with the idea, but it was smart is, you know, I was like, Oh man, that's actually cool. They did that on this version, you know, the bow. Like yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, as far as tethering, uh, is that just, 
you mean basically take a piece of D loop and just tie it off to something on the riser or something lightly so that it can't move basically. Yeah. Just, just a loose little loop there that, Got you it. know, goes through one of the holes in the riser. And then it just ensures that the core doesn't come out too far or, mm-hmm. you know, again, if you're, you know, hunting in the mountains or it's windy one day or something, you're in the Dakotas and you're at full draw and that wind could blow it, the cord around something. Uh, and, and again, it's just more or less, I get maybe confidence in your equipment as much as it's not really going to affect how the arrow rest functions. So, yeah. um, but just to, just as a peace of mind for some people where they're a little concerned, we've, t- we've guided or well, we've instructed them to do that and it seems to work pretty good. All right, here we go. Stabilizers. Yeah. So walk us through where you guys are with stabilizers. You have many different types and, um, I'm probably not good. I like, see, I like this the best cause I like the color concepts, but you guys mm-hmm. also have different materials, uh, more plain stuff where it's just black or, uh, carbon, I think in some cases. I guess just walk us through the options. Uh, so starting at the bottom, um, we have the acrylic series, which is what you have there. Uh, we have a patent on that material in a stabilizer. Uh, so we're the only company that can utilize that. And then the nice thing about it, you know, acrylic has the probably the best dampening properties out of any stabilizer on the market, which is really nice. The downside is you can only go so long before it kind of turns into a wet noodle, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, I get that. So you have some restrictions there as far as the length that you can go. But awesome color combinations, all kinds of different things. We can do custom etching on it too. So we've had some customers request, you know, a nickname or something get etched on there, which is kind of a cool option. And then uh, moving up from there, we've got the aluminum series. Then we have our uh, super light SL, uh, which is a little bit larger diameter stabilizer. Then we move into the M1s, which is a smaller diameter. Uh, And then from there, we've got each one of those materials also has several different options. So we've got the SS1 that has an offset bracket. So you can offset the stabilizer uh, from uh, from all of your accessories on the other side of the bow. You can slide it, the stabilizer back and forth through the bracket so you can kind of adjust that balance point. And then we also have what's called the stasis model, which has a pivot point behind the bracket. So now you can you can bend that out a little bit and then swing it and you have literally infinite adjustability as far as the balance of the bow in a really compact format. So you can, you can achieve similar balance with the stasis stabilizer and the SS one stabilizer, as you would say, having a 30 inch bar out front with a ton of weight on it, but now you're in a compact format for hunting purposes. That's what I was going to ask about is, you know, there, there's a lot of options there. And I think a lot of people don't know what, to even start with when they're thinking about stabilizer, right? So if I'm newbie hunter or even, you know, been hunting for a couple of years and, you know, I want to put a different stabilizer on there, what, what should I be looking for? What should my thought process be when I'm trying to figure out which one might be best for me? Well, again, it, it, it you know, are you target shooting? Are you hunting? That's, that's going to separate uh, the, the stabilizer that you need pretty quickly right there. And then again, depending on, you know, your, your shooting style and, and all those kinds of things, there's a lot of different factors that go into it. Most of it, most of the time, it's hard to really explain it unless you're able to, to actually try it out or, or try different weights and do different things. You know, some target shooters like to have a long bar out front with a V bar where they've got, you know, two, two rear bars coming out one on each side. Um, you know, as far as like, hunting purposes go again, wanting to stay compact. And I always recommend, I always like the, the SS ones because now you're offsetting that weight from your accessories that helps balance the bow a little bit better and having the ability to slide that stabilizer forward or back to accommodate whatever accessories you have on your bow and, and, and whatever feels best for you on the shot. Today's episode is brought to you by Sig Sauer, keeping you safe in and out of the field, but also keeping you in the field longer with Sig's lineup of cross rifles, optics, ammo, and more. Learn all about it at SigSauer.com. Also brought to you by Tinks, Dead Downwind, Burris, Vapor Trail, Stokerized, Apex Rewards, and Easton. 
Last year, Reveal by Tacticam quickly became the most sought-after scouting camera in America, making cellular scouting available to any hunter. We ask our users how we can make this outstanding camera even better, and this is our answer. Introducing the all-new Reveal X. Even easier setup, better battery life, faster trigger speed, on-demand HD photos, extended detection range. This season, find out what all the buzz is about. Get a new Reveal X by Tacticam. Enter the Apex Outdoor Rewards Turkey Challenge in your state. Over $120,000 in cash rewards. Limited number of entries allowed statewide. Every bird is a possible winner. Reward your passion at ApexOutdoorRewards.com is typically what I recommend. That makes a lot of sense. Cause I, and, and that's what I've realized too, over time is it really is about the feel because you, you might want a different stabilizer depending on the bow brand that you use too. You know, we, we talked to um, prime just recently and with their, with their center grip that might, you might want a different stabilizer on a center grip bow than what you would on a standard bow. Right. So yeah. I think that's a great point is it really is about, you know, the feel and, and the balance that you get out of there along with the, you know, the vibration dampening and all that kind of stuff too. But uh, that's a good point. I want to show you the the result of this. Um, This was one I asked you to send me to try to match this rust color. Um, I believe, I believe this is the, I I might be wrong. If this is copper, I forgot what color you sent for this, but like, it's pretty close. Ooh, I I like it. It's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. That looks good. That's an APA, right? Yeah. Yeah. The their new rust uh, color. It's very yeah, different. I like that. that. Looks sweet with that. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like good. it. And for those of you watching this on Carbon TV, you get a good view of it. Uh, if you're listening on audio, you do not. But you could watch it on Carbon TV, so feel free. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it looks good. I think it looks sweet. Perfect size too. So how has the Stokerize brand, I mean, it's now, you guys fully own it, but how has that been going? Has it been, uh, you know, the, what you expected out of it? Has there been some challenges there that you didn't expect? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a high-end stabilizer. They're not easy to sell, uh, you know, because for a lot of people, it might not even be necessary. I mean, a majority of the of the hunters that come into our shop are looking for something, you know, more or less to just reduce some of the dampening properties of their bow so we do a lot of acrylic stabilizers short you know shorter acrylic stabilizers because they're gonna they're gonna dampen the vibration from the bow the best and then and it still fits in your case yeah exactly <laughs> so a really nice feature as well and uh you know i w- i would just say that um oh boy lost my train of thought there i'm not sure where I was so, so challenges with stokerized you know yes. what have you guys kind of come to realize over the last couple couple years now a couple years now man time has flown by for sure yeah and it's <laughs> it's going well but it's it's as we kind of expected it you know we're, we're having to kind of build it back up uh the last few years that uh it was owned by the previous owners they their focus changed it shifted to something different and so they were looking for someone to buy and it was right up our alley because of the customization and all the different colors and again as far as the challenges go you know like I said, it's a high-end stabilizer. Not everybody needs one. You know, it's not where where with our bow strings and our arrow rest, those are necessities when it comes to your bow, especially the bow strings, right? Because they're like tires on a car. You got to change them at some point. And if there's one flaw that we have in our arrow rests, it's that they work and function so well and last so long that people don't need to replace them very often. So, so Positive problems and don't become Apple where you know, four years down the line, it's, you know, not supported and, you know, you got to buy a new move. They make you, you know, yeah. but that, no, that, they, I, I guess my point is that speaks to the quality that you guys are putting out. And I don't see that as a negative, I, you know, I, that, that is definitely a positive from a customer retention perspective, at least, you know, from my viewpoint. Yeah. And the same thing goes for the stabilizers too. I mean, it, it could be the the last stabilizer you buy. You can move it from bow to bow to bow, you know, and as you know, if you get into some of the higher end stuff as well um, with, with the features that they have where you can, where you've got all the different options to balance it. Uh, then in those cases where, you know, some of the, some of the newer bow manufacturers, some of the new bows that have come out now, they've actually got that uh, the, where, where you put the stabilizer into the riser, it's offset just a little bit. So they're building that into the bows now, uh, but again, still having that ability to even swing that weight out even a little bit further is helpful. So, 
Awesome. Which one do you typically use? What's your go-to? Uh, right now I've got, um, on my hunting rig, I've got the M18. I use it both out front and in the back. So I have, I have one, uh, uh, rear offset on the backside and the M18 and then an M18 out front. Uh, and then I've also got on another rig, I've got our new M1 stasis, which again is same as the M1s, but it's in that stasis format. So it's an offset bracket. And then you've got that elbow in there that you can bend out and swing it and just adjust it. It's infinitely adjustable. So every bow that I've put it on, I've been able to find a solid balance point with that. Good deal. Awesome. Um, new stuff for this year, any sort yeah. of hints? Uh, <laughs> so we are, um, we are working on another arrow rest and this one is going to be targeted more for the target industry uh, because our previous model now has, we want to make some tweaks to it and we want to make it better. Uh, but we, we want to make some drastic changes to it. So we basically phased out our old model, which was called the blade X and now we're building on a new platform. Uh, and so we're in the works on that. We're also going to be bringing in some more integrated mounting systems into some of our previous models that we that we have just so that there's that option. So you've got a better price point, but it'll function with the IMS system on all the risers. That's what we have new going on for uh, for the arrow rests. With our bowstrings, uh, we're just we need to get back to our roots, and that is quick turnaround time. We used to have a three day guarantee. COVID hit, and we just got bombarded, and that when we just couldn't sustain it. So now. Yeah. We're in our new facility. We've got the means to do so. So we're going to bring back our three-day guarantee on that. So when you or when somebody orders a set of strings and cables, guaranteed they'll go out within three days. And then whatever the shipping um, is from there. So you could get them within uh, within a week. We even have expedite options as well. So we could build it, have it out same day and overnighted. So you could literally have a set of both strings at your door the next day. Wow. Depending and you're on able to do that as well because everything's made in the U.S. too, right? Yep, exactly. And of course that depends on the time of day. If you order a set at three o'clock in the afternoon, it's going to be two days because we're, yeah. you know, there's a process. It takes some time. We've got to run through the stretchers and do all that kind of stuff. So we do have that process that we can't avoid, but if it's ordered earlier enough in the day, we can have them next day. Um, stabilizers, nothing too crazy, but we do have a quick disconnect that we've been working on. Uh, our previous one, we just weren't really happy with the way that it functioned and we wanted to make some adjustments to it as well. And we basically just scrapped it, went back to the drawing board. And now we've got a new version coming out. We've got 3D printed models that function really well. And about the the one thing that I can tell you that, that and it's a minor thing, but it's something that drives a lot of people crazy about stabilizers is when you put the stabilizer on the bow, you can't always get the logo to line up the way that you want it so that you can read yeah. it perfectly. So this quick disconnect will give you that ability to make sure that every time you put that stabilizer on it, you can read the logo perfectly. That's from cool. I was yeah, actually just thinking about that for you. Too. I was just <laughs> thinking about that when I put that on. I was like, oh, I can't get the flip. So it says it. That's funny. Yeah. So again, just more of an aesthetic thing. There is a there. The features of it are are better uh, than the previous one. There isn't one out there on the market like it, and so we're pretty excited about it where it's going into prototyping here real soon. We'll get through the testing phase and then hopefully be launching it uh, sometime this year. Not exactly uh, sure when you never know how long these things are going to take, but I'll give you your uh, 2028 idea. Um, and that, that is to uh, have it like a, uh, the acrylic ones, like a glow stick, right? Green. Oh. Red. So that, that way you don't even need a flashlight when you're, or when you're getting in your hunting blind and it's completely dark outside you got you got that stabilizer to to help you illuminate it. You could also just put a light inside of it and hit a button to turn it on the outside. It'd be I like, said twenty twenty eight to give you some time. So it'd be like a Jedi. <laughs> Trust me, our our owner is like he is like a kid in the candy store when it comes to some of this stuff. So it's hilarious. He's come in here with some lightsaber looking stabilizers already. There so you go. I like it. it I like it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's what we got coming up. Um, and then also, uh, you can see, I've got some fancier equipment here. I'm using a DSLR here to stepping to it up right now. So what that means is we are going to be starting a podcast. Sweet. Uh, 
haven't locked down a name officially. We've got a few different ones that we want to use. Uh, it's going to be, I'm going to be the main host. We'll have my uh, co-host, uh, Jake Hollywood Iverson. Um, there'll be an episode. What was his parents thinking? I'm naming him Hollywood, you know? <laughs> I know yeah, what do you name for you like that? It's on the, it's Timmy on the... Two Tooth, Timmy Two Tooth Mazarana. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Although I do got to say we just filmed uh, or not filmed. We just, well, we did film and we recorded uh, basically like a pilot episode uh, just today. And I might change his nickname to squeaks. Cause man, he squeaks. was squeaking a lot. He was squeaking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh. I love it. Well, I can't wait to hear that. You're, you're always fun to talk to. And uh, you know, we, we love having a good time here as well. So yeah, it's, man. Uh, it's that, that's what that to me is what makes you know a lot of things entertaining is having fun along the way. So for sure. For Tim, sure. by the way, I don't think we're gonna say the BHP outdoor podcast. I think we're just gonna say the outdoor podcast. It's, it's easier, you know. There you go. Created by Bowhunter Plant. I'm sorry, my my screen froze for a second. No, I didn't. No, it didn't. But I, I... <laughs> listen, Timmy Two Tooth Mazarana. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I like to be as ungeneric as I can with this just because I love the idea. Well, uh, I love the idea, Dave, but we definitely need to make sure that 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 general name is not taken. Well, it's not. I mean, we still got our logo. It's got, you know, BHP on the bottom. We don't right, have to say right. it, though, that way. I mean, you could, you could put a label it that way if you want. But the point is, it's so nice to, like, just open it up to talk about whatever we want to talk about, you know? I do love fun. that. Right. Right. I love, we love camping around here. We love yeah. shooting guns. We love, there's so many other things. That's why I was like, man, this is just a great opportunity to really go a different, not a different route, but just add in a variety of things that people do, especially hunters. There's, they do so much of these other things all the time, you know? Yep. So I think it just makes more sense to have that capability to have that conversation. Yeah. We're definitely sticking to the core of what we do, but at the same time, um, as you can imagine doing this for, what are we in season seven now and probably up to near on um, 500 episodes, if not more, maybe, maybe well, that's maybe more than that. It's usually around a hundred a year generally. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, you, you kind of want to expand the conversation a little bit. So we, we want to yeah. focus absolutely on the core of who we are, which is, you know, bow hunting and, 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 but expand that more into the, the great outdoors and camping and all that kind of stuff as well, because I think, Anytime you can get outdoors is is awesome, and hunting is one of those activities that definitely gets you there. So, for sure, for sure, yeah, I like your guys' logo. I was a little thrown off because I got the text the other day, and it said the outdoor podcast. And I've like, been, who's this? I've been booking a lot of podcasts. <laughs> like, I don't have this. Wait, did I did I double? I didn't double book, did I? <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, we got here. I got to move out of the way, but yeah, you got the bow hunter planet right at the bottom still. But yeah, yeah. we we yeah. decided to rebrand a little bit this year. Dude, yeah, the first logo it. came out with this grizzly bear, and Tim hated it. I loved it. It was like this. It. it was mean though, and it was like, rah, like right in your face. And I was like, dude, that is lit. <laughs> It looked like, like it was holding. It looked like, first of all, it was going to eat your head. You know, it was going to just chop your head <laughs> off. It had these evil white eyes, solid white eyes. It was and it looked so like with bomber. this logo. So, this logo is, you know, it's got the, um, it's got the U shape, right? And, uh, the, the graphic designer put two paws around those U's. Claws, like paws like that. Uh, yeah, like claws. <laughs> And uh, I, I told Dave, I'm like, the thing looks like it's going to bite your head off and then shoot you because like the, the Sig logo and then the other circle on the other side just looked like it had two barrels facing. I'm like, it did look, it did like, look that like, way, but listen, I still I, love I, it. I love the outdoors, but I don't want to scare people off. I'm totally having a mini one of the bear one made, a mini wood one, put it in my, uh, behind me. <laughs> I'll wear that on a shirt, maybe, maybe. maybe dude, but... that thing was so cool. I, I kind of want both, to be honest. I still like it. I'm like, dude, that is so crazy. Well, this one's staying as my background. This this is cool. Yeah, I like the moose. I'm good with the moose. I saw it. I think. Have you used it for any of your other podcasts? Um, the, the bear. Yeah, I, I think I, we. Sure, I, yeah, no, I don't think we did. The bear that. swapped the original. Uh, wrote right off the bat, it swapped it, and I showed it to Tim. He's like, "I hate. It. I got oh, shoot. I'm gonna have to. I have to take that back down." <laughs> so then I took the bear back down, and I I put this one up as soon as it came to be done. So the bear stood in oh. there for about a week or two. Oh, okay. on the yeah. on the audio only. That's where you might have seen it. Yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. it, it's funny because Dave's not lying when he said I hated it. I mean, I think there was probably thirty texts back and forth where he's trying to convince me. You know, the funny part is I loved it. And I still love it. You know, he still just, hates it. It's hilarious. So we're just completely like oil and water on this one. It's so funny. 
I think you should use them both. I do. I want to use them both. I yeah. love it. I'm like, dude, right, I got to figure out how to use this one. But I think we'll stick with this one as the main one that people will see. But when I get shirts made and stuff, I might do the bare one. <laughs> I like that. is cool, too. I was going to say that's a good touch because I, I was expecting the bear when I saw you. I saw you post. Well, we up. Tim wanted to mellow it out because the bear was like so aggressive. Yeah, that he's I like, that. it's a little aggressive. I'm like, yeah, but it's freaking cool looking. And then he's like, but it looks like it's shooting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you don't you don't want to trigger anybody i can kind of see that and it's got the sig impact. name in there i yeah. was like i kind of see it like killer bear you know like mania <laughs> cocaine bear right whatever that right oh, yeah the cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it man good stuff well, good well you you know you are um you're, you're number two on the season right now so yeah, this we is our second off EP. our our spring season for recording and uh you know, we just started it tonight. We haven't actually done this in what two and a half months. Yeah, I was worried I wouldn't be able to get everything working, you know. And this is yeah. dude, this is gonna be awesome when it's done. Like, so this I started redoing all this, and like this right here will be that logo behind Tim, but actually in wood, like huge. Oh, it's gonna look right sick. On. It's being made right now. So that'll replace this. I'll probably move over the deer camp down to here. This uh, gun and ammo six hour sign will get moved over somewhere. And then a lot of these are classic bows. So I want to be clear on that. Anybody watching this, PSE does not sponsor us by any means, but <laughs> this is the PSE section of our historical area. So PSE has an area of Bowtech. Bear Archery's got a large one. Matthews has a large one. High Country, Darton, Hoyt, uh, and Browning. So we have like a. a all of which you can get custom bowstrings at Vapor. Well, some of them have them, but yeah, I could send all <laughs> these to you and you guys could start redoing all these. It would take you some time, but man, there's there's a decent amount in here. Just think about think about how many animals those have. I can't imagine. Missed. And unbelievable. Missed. Those are trophies. Yes. Yeah, missed, too. <laughs> missed too. Probably more than have been killed, but either right. way. There's... Well, some have the original stuff because the, the, the strings are cables, the cable type. So, yeah, the steel cables. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those are still on here. And then uh yeah, I don't know. I've taken a I took a break from the classic series. I'll probably start that up again coming up as time, you know, because right now we'll be in that lull right after Turkey. It's like a dead zone. Oh, so right on. I'll start the classic series back up. I'll get a hold of you because I'll probably definitely send a few of these to you guys to play with and get set up with new right strings. On. Cause I'm nervous to shoot some of them because they're so old, you know. I'm like, eh. Mm -hmm. I better mm -hmm. send it to you guys to take a look first. <laughs> so I don't lose an eye. <laughs> Make sure it looks good. <laughs> yeah, those steel cables, man. They're like whips. They'll definitely take an eye oh, out yeah. for sure if something goes wrong there. Unfortunately, I don't have the ability to replace those. But no, oh, yeah. Most most people don't. I asked that question, originally did it. I asked all the the a lot of the string companies are like, oh no, we don't touch that. I can't touch that. I'm like, all right, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm sure. doing. There was a couple there was a couple guys that we um had uh contacts for that we're still doing them uh wow. now i think the last few people that customers that we've sent to them weren't able to get a hold of them so i, I don't think mm -hmm. they're doing it anymore either so now i think it's it's become a, a dying uh uh breed i guess so to speak yep, antique yeah paperweight so yeah if you have a steel cable bow and you you break a cable you may as well just throw it in the trash because it's no good you can send it to me. I'll I mean, let's be honest. Series. You probably yeah, just won't shoot know. it. Some of them actually shoot really well, you know, still. But, you know, there, there's a lot better technology out there. It's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> so if I shoot like I, we have all the original, uh, most the original Matthews. I have the, the <clears throat> I believe the first like five models. And then we have some skips here and there. But anyway, I'm going to start that controversy. You know, the whole controversy about crossbow versus compound versus traditional. You know, mm. and who the real hunters are? Mm -hmm. Cable string hunters. That's it. The original. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah, the anyway, I, the difference between shooting a 1994 Matthews bow and a let's just call it a 2014 helium or something is like night and day. There's not even it's not even close to the same. Like every bow from the 90s that I picked up and shot that I have your Browning, Matthews, Darton. They all have this thing when you fire it, it punches forward like heavily. The whole mm -hmm. riser punches forward. It actually hurts your hand a little bit. It's like yep. boom, you know, like it like pulls it that way. It's so strange. And There's then no as you get dampening that you can put on one of those bows to to reduce its vibration. Yeah, it would need a lot, put it that way. And then as you get into the 2000s, it gets better, of course. And as you hit like 2008 and up, it's pretty much almost gone, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, like one of my favorites, to be honest with you, it's still one of my favorites as of right now would be probably the helium and the creed. Those bows are like in the, the Z seven is a little bit top heavy, but the one I have, but the, the other two, man, honestly, if Matthews redid those bows and put them back out, I'd probably buy it to be honest. Like, cause I like the narrowness of the, the, the dual can a uh, dual limbs and that's it. Mm-hmm. Not quad limbs, not the new, you know, four limbs on each or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, split limb. Sorry. So no split limb, just regular one limb, top one, bottom narrow riser. And you get the weight. I mean, the weight drops dramatically on the bow and don't get me wrong. I know they did it cause it's more stable to be wider and these thick limb pockets and they're huge. But if you were to put a new V three X up against that creed or I'm sorry, the helium and like this, it's like night and day. It's like half the bow. <laughs> it's like yeah. literally that narrow compared and with that narrowness comes the lightness. You pull off all that weight. So it's, I don't know why they wouldn't still do one, to be honest. They're such a big name. They could easily sell those bows. Like, it wouldn't even be a problem. And people would love it to see a single solo cam come back, you know, from them, especially. People talk about it. Yeah, that's for sure. I pushed them on this a couple of years ago, and they told me they're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, can we just do a classic bow? Can you guys bring back one of them? Like, no, we're not doing it. Like, oh. <laughs> I forgot to ask you a question though, um, because I saw us behind you and I saw it in uh, at least a couple hoodies that you have in your store. Is there a story behind "Quit Quit Your Crying"? Um, yeah, I mean it's it's pretty simple, you know what I mean. Jared, when he started the company, you know, was after a while they were kind of looking for a slogan, uh, and it, it's basically just like when he was shooting uh, competitively. You, you get a lot of guys on the line that would be having some issues, right? Because their, their string is elongating or their peep isn't coming back straight or, you know what I mean? And so they're, you know, they're, all, yes. they're upset, everything. They're yeah. just yeah. like, Dang, you know, and they're all frustrated. And so he's just like, Hey man, quit. And that's what he would say to people. Quit your crying. I'll build you a set of strings and cables for your bow, that sort of thing. So that's where I like that. It. Yeah. And I like it, man. Yeah, everybody, everybody really loves it. And it, I mean, we get people that buy our shirts that don't even know anything about our tree just because they like what, what it says on there. So <laughs> that's so, not the name of your podcast, is it? Go. No. Should no. be. <laughs> that's throw, why uh, throw that in the why. mix. Throw that in the it'll, mix. It'll definitely be in there somewhere. I know that for sure. But no, that's not that's not what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, tell Hollywood to quit his crying. <laughs> or squeaking. <laughs> Well, I love it, man. Well, well, shoot. When you get that up and running, let us know. Well, uh, yeah. you know, we, we definitely want to check it out, but bring it to our people too. So yeah, and we, we should probably about have the industry and, uh, you know, getting people to, to love it by, by any means necessary. So, right. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate you guys and look forward to chatting with y'all again. And, um, hopefully everything's working. Okay. Over there for you, uh, Dave, the, uh, did you get the strings that I sent you for those? Yeah, and it blew up. I broke the bow already. Oh man! <laughs> Not yeah. He didn't break the strings. He broke the bow. No, the string like... didn't do it. It was my fault. I was bending the little bow to put it on. I cracked the limb. I'm like, yeah. dang it! So now I got two of them. So I got the other bow to try. So I'm trying to like figure out what to do first. I might take some pictures of them to you get some ideas. But okay. this is like this is like nothing. You've seen those pictures. This is nothing that's been done before. So we're trying to figure out if I can get number one, can I just get the string on it? Number two, yeah. what's the odds of me pulling it? It doesn't crack. I have no idea. So we're gonna find yeah. out. One was, one down, one down. <laughs> I was a little <laughs> bit worried about that, but one of the things that I did was I, you know, because I built them a little I built them short like we would, like you typically would for like a recurve or a longbow, because you want to get some flex in the limbs. Yep. But maybe we need to get one that is just a little bit longer so it doesn't, you know, flex. Possibly. Out. I'll play with this next one and then I can redo the limbs. The good news is they did it to where the limbs can be unscrewed and taken off and put new ones on. So I'm going to, I'll relimit and then maybe we'll do that at an inch to it or half inch to get it closer. So it's barely on and just see. Cause I, these aren't going to, these aren't made to like go hunting or anything. These are literally right. made just for fun, just to see if we yeah. can something with like shoot a balloon. But. Sure. We'll see. My my attempt at a, a longbow that the guy's actually going to be on the show coming up here in a couple of weeks. He he showed you a video on YouTube on how to create a fifteen dollar Home Depot bow, and I followed the instructions to a to a to a T, except for couldn't figure out this whole idea of um, I'm trying to think what the word is they use tillering tillering. And yeah. it's where you take wood off the limbs and you keep shaving it down and down and down. It takes a lot of work. Like this bow alone, I spent probably two weeks working on time-wise, just so much time on it. Yeah. And so when I, I got the string on it, 
he said he builds strings too for these bows. He that's one of the how he makes money. So he mm-hmm. does the video. He says, if you need strings or any of these gear, you know, buy it from me, I'll sell it to you. So I bought the string from him to be nice. And um, so I put it on, and I it's like here, it's like this, it's like this is the brace height. Like, I'm like, dude, this can't be right. You know, I'm like, it's like this, this long, you know, from <laughs> if you yeah. shot it, smoke your hand, you know. I'm thinking right. and so I didn't even shoot it because I went to pull it a little bit and I heard cracks and stuff and I'm thinking oh my god all this time and energy so now I'm like <laughs> kind of want to just keep it as a momenta you know and not even shoot it just take the string off or leave the string on it and just let it like flex itself and just hang it up right. <laughs> and then start <laughs> over I guess maybe oak go. was a bad idea I don't know maybe the oak's too tough or I, I don't know I'm not sure what the problem is hmm. we'll see more we'll to see. come let me know let me know what you need. Anything I get you taken I'll care. I'll figure it out. I well, just got to appreciate get you, you, man. It's always great <laughs> yeah, talking thank to you, you for sure. So, yeah, for sure. And let me know when you do any of the contests or anything like that. Any winners that you should, that you get, we'll get them taken care of. Good deal. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, you know, like I said, keep in touch. We'll uh, we'll get back with you when this airs, which will be a couple of weeks. And then, um, you know, other than that, you know, if you got, if you're online, you haven't checked out vapor trail, stoke rise, check this out. I'm telling you guys, the rest is awesome. One of the quietest things I've used all year. And I, I, I've been challenging people on the live events we do on TikTok and Instagram, just like, listen with me as I draw the bow back and people are like, wow, it's so, so quiet. And I'm like, I know it's unbelievable to yeah. me. I'm so used to, you know, rest that make noises or hear noises and, you know, um, and, and it's actually interesting because that allows you to actually hear what the bow's doing because it yeah. takes away like so instance for instance the v3x people don't realize the cams come around and they actually hit the cable and you can hear a click mm-hmm. and it comes around it's not the rest it's the cam so then i i can learn what the bow's doing more than i would normally because i don't hear nothing on the rest so right. it's like a whole different uh game but also the stoker eyes i love the colors if you are doing custom colors to your bow consider the idea of the stokerized acrylic colors i'm telling you guys they look fantastic if you saw the apa rust color i did with with these guys it looks sick on top of the fact that you could then have vapor trail to your strings to match which would be even cooler to add that rust color in the string right so there's a lot of options to get that customization you might be wanting to get so yeah thanks man appreciate you coming on and uh we'll see you soon all right Thanks, guys. Take care. Hello, and thank you for watching this episode right here on Carbon TV of the Outdoor Podcast presented by Sig Sauer, created by Bowhunter Planet. If you're interested in outdoor activities, this is the place to be right here on Carbon TV. We have a great conversation pieces coming up this season, and we hope that you guys uh, chime in with your comments and questions and ask if you want us to have certain people on the show. We'd love to see it from you guys. I just want to say thank you to all the supporters who reached out and wanted to support this show in 2023. We really look forward to a great season, uh, a new idea with hunt, camp, and fish, and adding in all these cool things for you guys to really explore the outdoors with us and have a lot of fun. And uh, we'll do it all right here on Carbon TV. So uh, thank you for chiming in, and we'll see you guys soon, okay? Thanks for watching. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.